Welcome back to DQP Does, the Draft Recorders Podcast Network movie review show, where Shane had a whole thing that he was going to say earlier, but he's totally forgotten it by now, so brains. <laughs> <laughs> With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. I am not high, but I feel like I should have been to watch this movie. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Nathan. Yeah. I forgot what order I was doing you guys in. So then I, I'm last, but... I was going to say Dave, and then I was like, no, I'm looking at Nathan. So I wish you had, because I'd have been like, yeah, I'm Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you probably should have ranked porn. Okay. Uh, are, we, are we doing that? I'm out. At least six feet away, because I'm not about to be that guy. <laughs> Just so you know, you might want to stand back a little farther. I'm gonna wear a face shield too. The face shield and like a fucking lab coat, goulashes that don't leave the studio. Are you? You're wearing soup. (laughs) (laughs) Goulashes. What? Just want to point out that Nathan informed us he is an Olympic ejaculator. I have weird wallpaper in my room. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm not gonna look at your ceiling next time I go in your room. Uh, Never look up. We also have Dave. Like I said your name already, but yeah, whatever. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Dave. I was gonna say some stuff, but I got way thrown out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So uh, this week we watched Return of the Living Dead. Hell yeah, we did. Yeah. Dave's really fucking excited. I, I've been excited the entire week. Yeah. You know what made me excited? What? Linnea quickly. Me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, so we're going to, I'm going to do a real quick rundown. Um, this dipshit gets a job with his dumbass uncle and, uh, he decides to act, do his best, uh, card, use car dealer and smack the top of the canister holding a U.S. Army prototype gas chemical that made undead. And he's just like, fucking, you could fit so many goddamn undead in this canister. (laughs) Smacks inside of it and shoots the gas out and gets him and his uh, nephew sick. Yeah, Frankie. And they, they, uh, Freddie and Frank. Freddie and Frank. Yeah, it's not confusing. Um, you made the movie live? Yeah. So, uh, they, they're in a medical, it's a medical supply warehouse. And, uh, so they have a cadaver upstairs, which the gas gets on the cadaver and wakes it up. But it also gets on, like, the split dogs and shit. Yep. Which, I mean, now those are made of plastic? I don't know if they were ever made of, like, actual dogs. That seems weird. That I don't know. Um, but, you know, like, 
the cutaways of, of stuff, you know, like all the movies where somebody goes to the gynecologist and they start playing with the, the cutaway uterus that comes apart, and it's like, and the doctor comes in, they try to put it back together, and it falls over, and they're embarrassed. That's what, like, a cut of, uh, split dog looks like. Yeah, they're in, they're in every Judapto movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, so... <laughs> so they like are freaking out, just screaming, just screaming for the first like thirty minutes. There's a lot of yelling yeah, in this movie. These dudes like that. That actually like cut like a full point off. Just really? Yeah, Frank. Frank just. Oh! 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 I loved it. You're forever. Shut the fuck up. You can tell he's having so much fun with this. Yeah. I, 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 I loved it. Yeah, I just I didn't have fun with him doing that. Like, uh, I, I, I liked the movie, but like that really like pissed me off. I was so happy when he got to the point where he was like sunk into the chair, looking like he was already dead. Which I mean, they both were already dead, but where he was like already a zombie, and he was just like not saying anything because he's not part of the dialogue in the scene. <laughs> I was so happy, so happy at that point. But anyway, they both get sick. It, it makes a fucking. Uh, a zombie, they take it across the street to the guy that runs the morgue, and uh, he has a um, uh, yeah, a incinerator for cremation. Yep. And uh, so they cremate the body of the zombie because they can't kill it. It's like the worst possible fucking kind of zombie. Not only is it fast, it's also smart, and you can't kill it. Yeah. Like, it... They, you, you have to burn it. It understands how leverage works. Yeah, we get to that eventually. This one, this one, you don't see it smart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the, yeah, the first one, you don't see that it's smart. Um, and we also are told and assume that uh, Frank is correct that the one that was in the can disintegrated because it like kind of shows it sort of. The yeah, can. it like melts. melts. Like yeah, it, like melts. Uh, like, uh, uh, what was that? Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yep. Like the, like the Nazis and Raiders? Uh, basically like a candle? Uh, that was Last Crusade. Is that? Also Last Crusade, if you think about it. Oh, okay. When he drinks the thing, yeah. and he melts. So I guess they used that scene twice, didn't they? That was different. That was Yo! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He literally looks like a fucking melting candle. Oh, fuck, he does. how they did it. Yeah, he's like sped up, like, uh, fast forwarded, a, like a anatomically correct candle. It was like, yeah, it's like a lot of like layers of wax and yeah. stuff. Those scenes were similar then. Yeah, I love anatomically correct candle, though. That's like, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a dick. <laughs> it's like a candle with a dick. It's either like a fucking gross corpse or it's a penis. Like that's, those are the realms that our minds delve in. Either gross and cool or penis and cool. And cool. <laughs> and anyway, um so there's none other this movie. Jesus. Uh yeah, I was kinda surprised that you didn't see this this uh zombie's dick. Wait, I don't know. 
Wait, the cadaver? Yeah. <laughs> the yellow one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was also weirded out by, like, he was, like, fucking mustard yellow. Um, and I was like, are all the zombies going to be like that? They weren't, so I was happy no. about that. Did you find it amusing that he's like, all right, you guys, when you guys open the door, you brain the fuck out of that zombie. I'm going to hide over here. And the thing comes straight out yeah. and just beeline towards him. And he's like, God damn it, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it was funny to me because it's like the guy's the owner. So he's like, all right, they're, they're writing it. And they're like, okay, this guy's the manager. So he's just going to manage the fuck out of everyone. He did. Movie. And he did. Which he did. And it was okay because, like, you need a leader, as we found out playing D&D the other day. Um, and yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but anyway. My favorite part of that scene real quick is where he's like, hit it in the brain. He's like, I did hit it in the fucking brain. Yeah. Yeah. And the fucking pick is stuck straight in its head. Yeah, like into the fucking ground. Yeah, well, it worked in the movie. You mean the movie lied? <laughs> uh, so... So they go over and they they burn the body in the um, the incinerator and oops it spews a bunch of the chemical through the chin, the smokestacks into the air and guess what there's a fucking uh, cemetery next door where uh, Freddie's girlfriend and her punk rock friends are uh, hanging out waiting to pick Freddie up so they can find a party because Freddie always knows where there's a party. Um, in this group, we have, I don't know, like, like three people that don't really fit. They're all, like, 80s movie cliche characters. Yeah. There's, like, the new wave chick with the, like, blue and purple hair. Casey. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I don't know, the way she's dressed is a super new wave. Yeah, it's very. Um, and then you've got, like, the, the 80s flock of seagulls dude. Um, and then, well, who was the other one that didn't fit? The mod. Yeah, the mod. The mod, yeah. Yeah. And then there's, like, some actual punk guys. And then, uh, what was uh, the one guy? The... Yes. What was a spider? A spider. Spider could have fit in anything, but he actually looked to me like he should have been in one of the bars in Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. He had like he had like the the. I mean, he had like sort of a Jerry curl going on, but not really. It was loose, so it wasn't like he needs to be at a club. But yeah. He had like the uh, the like sleeveless shirt slash vest on and no shirt under it. That was like brown and just like jeans and boots. So he kind of seriously looked like a dude that was in one of the bars in Roadhouse. Pretty much, yeah. Also, fun fact: he was actually homeless during this movie. That's crazy. Yeah. Spider was the best character in the show. Yeah, I agree. I Hands down. Really liked it. Yeah. And he wasn't fucking stupid like everyone else in yeah. the whole movie. Like the head punk suicide. Yeah. That guy was a douche. Did you guys catch it when he called that manager guy honky? Yes, yeah. Yes. That fucking killed me. I fucking laughed my ass off. It's like, come on, honky. <laughs> this is a fucking costume. This is a way of life. Yeah. Uh, so suicide was one of the the actual punks. Trash. I don't remember what the other uh, names were. Uh, there was trash, suicide, spider, uh, Cassie. Uh, what was the Mohawk guy? Yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of. It began with a Z, didn't it? Scuzz. 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 Okay, yeah. Uh, so those were the, the people that were in the, the uh, cemetery. Uh, trash gets naked and starts dancing because, oh. I mean, it's a 
horror movies so you have to have hits in it. That fucking song, dude. Uh, yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Uh, the whole soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack is really pretty fucking great. Uh, when the when the theme for the movie comes on, I was just like, oh shit, yeah. Some like uh, retro wave. I mean, it wasn't retro wave then, but it is now. Uh, like 30 years later. Uh, 36 years later. Well, it happens every time it spreads. Like, they open up the canister, yes. and the gas goes throughout the whole, like, warehouse. Yeah. And then they incinerate the body, and then that goes through, like, the cemetery and just that, like, 20-block radius. Like, and then at the end of the movie, it does it again. Yeah, they just keep making it work. That's the music for telling you shit's about to get real fucked up. Yeah, this movie would have been a really good video. I would have enjoyed that. Was it? No. Uh, anyway, we're, we're gonna we're gonna finish this wrap up wrap up this uh, thing. Anyway, uh, so like the whole fucking uh, cemetery comes to li- comes to life and starts killing people. Uh, they find out that there's a, the one that got out of the canister is still alive. Uh, it kills suicide in the basement of the warehouse. They lock it down there, uh, and then you know people start dropping off one by one. Uh, Freddy and Frankie actually end up turning into zombies, uh, and uh, Frank kills himself in the incinerator, which is like probably one of my favorite scenes because yes. it like when they kill the fir- when they kill the first one, he's like, "What do we need this guy for? I I could run that thing. It's so simple." And I was like, I literally looked at Nathan. While we were watching it, I was like, he's going to use it later. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie. So then he, like, kills himself with it as he's like, uh, no, I'm a zombie. I'm going to eat brains. I can't do this. Like, kisses this fucking wedding ring because he hasn't had a chance to talk to his wife and jumps in there and shuts it and turns it on. So I thought that was really cool. I also liked uh, Trash being, like, Right before she gets naked, she's talking about, like, fantasizing about dying. Yep. She's like, the worst would be a bunch of old men around me, and at first they ripped my clothes off, and then they eat me. And I was like, she gonna get eaten. And then she does, sort of. Yep. She gets bitten and gets turned into a zombie. She doesn't get eaten, but... Which I don't understand. To get ripped off at that point, she'd already taken them all. <laughs> because uh, some of them did not get turned into zombies that got bit. I think if they lost just trashed it. Much of their brains, they didn't get turned into zombies. Because some of the, some of the cops got turned into zombies, I think. Did they? Yeah, because like you see people in uniforms and shit. Unless there were cops buried in the cemetery, but I don't know. Okay. And it could be, like, also, like, time. But I don't know, because she turned pretty quickly. She was also in a giant puddle of the shit, though. Yeah. That's a good point. That might have done it right there. Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, so, like, everybody's dying, and then uh, the owner... Yeah, Bert, um, Casey, the mod, and uh, God damn it, the cool guy, Spider. 
spider, spider. Um, they get down in this basement and there's a phone that actually works. They, they've gone through like three phones that don't fucking work. Um, but they get down there, the phone works, they try calling the cops, and then they witness all the cops getting murdered by the zombies uh, and breaking through the cordon. So they end up like getting out, uh, spreading throughout the city even more, which they're in Louisville, by the way. Uh, and then Spider's like, hey man, why don't you fucking call the number that's on the side of the can? And Bert's like, oh yeah, that's probably a good idea, nerd. <laughs> Sounds just like him. <laughs> so then he calls it, and that basically kills everyone because uh, they call the army, and the army's like, fuck that, we're going to blow the place up. Yep. So they blow the place up, and guess what that does? The same thing that Cremating 1 did, only with like a couple thousand, and basically the whole Midwest gets covered in acid rain that is going to turn shit into zombies. The end of the USA. If you didn't catch that. that also was the end of the movie. Yeah, you're right. Russell's just like, I fucking hated this movie. I would hate the strong word. Dave, don't get upset. I I'm a little upset already, yeah. but you know what? I love you, Russell, so I it's fine. Didn't love this movie. So there is a lot of imagery, actually my favorite thing about the movie is some of the imagery. Like the incinerator, uh, the scenes where the camera pans out from the incinerator yes. and you see the smoke rolling up, I love yes. that. And I really do think that like there should be a music video that makes an homage to this to this movie. Because like I understand it's a staple and it's definitely There there actually there's a whole band called Send More Paramedics. They, they, they do some like Return of Living Dead references and songs and stuff. That's yeah. awesome. So and then there's another scene. So when the uh, when the guy hanging in the plastic that ends up being the yellow zombie, yes. like is coming to life. That's that, great. That image is awesome. super fucking. Just great. like slowly zooming in on him moving in the plastic. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking. I love. I just that. the the thing that kind of ruined that part for me. It didn't ruin it, but it, like it made it not as good as it could have been. Is they did the fucking 80s thing. They freeze framed it. Like I hate freeze frames. It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. It interrupts the flow. Yeah. I don't like freeze. I don't like freeze frame. Freeze frame. <laughs> freeze frame. Freeze frames either. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cookie dough got to your brain. <laughs> yeah. Still sitting on my brain three weeks later. Yep. But uh, I have more. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't know, man. This movie. Fuck. Okay, so this is how I feel about it. Me and Russell talk a lot about like cinematography and like uh if we pick up on like deeper meanings in the movie and stuff and special effects and like and try to be um, objective about stuff. Where, like, this movie, it does have, like, um, some interesting, like, political, uh, like, ideas in it. You know, like, weapon yeah. proliferation and, like, basically, you know, the evil of, you know, the government and shit like that. 
and how careless they are with things and like pollution and shit like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which it, it does well, and I think that's that's good and it's interesting. Um, I think the special effects for probably as low as the budget were were pretty good. I and, I think they're really good. Um. But like, I mean, if you compare it directly to another movie from a similar era, um, it might, if you don't consider what kind of movie it is, it will fall short, right? But considering it is a satire, comedy, horror B-movie. Was it supposed to be though? Because that's what I was confused about. No, it's supposed to be comic. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, because it doesn't feel like it knows it's supposed to be funny. See, I think it does, but I feel like it does. But I also had that conversation with Dave about uh, Romero and the guy that wrote this. Yeah, before we watched it. Yeah. So, because I think we had that conversation last week. Yeah. And then we talked about it again today, but. Yeah, so people that don't know, uh, yeah. George, George A. Romero and John Russo? Yeah, John Russo? Yeah. yeah, John Russo. They wrote Night of the Living Dead uh, right. together. Right. And uh, after that, uh, Romero and Russo had two different ways they wanted to do sequels. Yeah. George wanted to do more like the more serious, like horror type. And John wanted to do more like lean towards like a comedic yeah. thing. So they kind of split ways, and Romero started working on Dawn of the Dead, which is a fantastic movie. Uh, and John wrote uh, this, Return, Night, Return of the Living Dead, and then sold it to Dan O'Bannon, which Dan O'Bannon picked it up, and just kind of, I think he made it even more ridiculous. Probably. But yeah, so George, so that's why in the beginning of it, they talk about, they mention Night of Living Dead, that's kind of like a little jab at George kind of thing. Right. Because uh, they talk about, they talk about like, you know, you ever seen that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. Yeah, and then they like retconned the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was super clever. Um, but I did, I, I did, so like, they're going for this weird satire parody element and like at times it definitely feels like that but it feels more like an accident like at least to me anyway I thought it was yeah, like unintentional camp. yeah which yeah. I hate unintentional camp right and that's what that's what it felt like more often than not but I mean that's yeah. just that's just me yeah like I could tell and I knew from conversations previous that it was campy and it was intentionally campy mm-hmm. where like it's hard, especially with like young actors and like inexperienced actors and actresses, where to get like a, a tongue-in-cheek feel to it, right? Yeah. So like, it just if they're playing it over the top, it comes off as extremely over the top, like right. Freddie and Frank. Yes. Yeah. Where like if they're playing it serious and like and stuff, but it's coming off, but the part is ridiculous, like trash. Yeah then it comes off fucking weird, right? Yeah. But if you know it's supposed to be camp, 
And like I understand that some of these people weren't very experienced. Yeah. Most of them weren't. So yeah. I'm not to over like not to dominate. No, this yeah, no, yet. no, you're fine, dude. But I watched a little documentary on it, and like I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, so like the only like veteran actors were uh, Bert, Frank, yeah, the. Uh, the dude that did the crem- in the crematorium. Mm-hmm. All those guys are like, uh, Bert did a bunch of like w- uh, Western stuff. So it was the manager? Yeah. Right. Bert did a lot of like West, like Wild West stuff. And uh, so like all, most of the, the punks and everyone else were all like new, like yeah, I said. Second time, second time. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Manuel Nuez was homeless at the time. This is, this is you know, like one of his first roles, not his yeah. first role. Uh, and, uh, I saw a thing, it was uh, the dude that played Scuzz, who actually does a lot of the zombie work also. Mm-hmm. He's zombies in there too. Uh, he, I saw, saw a thing where uh, they were doing the scene at the beginning with the zombie, and Frank's like screaming and yelling. Yeah. And he was like in the other, like the, across the other side of the building in like the lunchroom, and he could hear him just like screaming and wailing and stuff. I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of those kind of movies. Like, this is gonna be great. <laughs> and the reason he's so like over the top is because uh, the dude that played Freddy was so new that like whenever he would like overact, Freddy would respond to it really funny. So he kept pushing Freddy for that. So that's why it's all super over the top there. Interesting. Yeah. So the only characters I liked were uh, Spider, the mortician, and the manager. Those are the only characters that I were like, these guys seem like actual actors. Yeah, because they like, but they were playing the straight man like in the whole part. Like they didn't, they weren't ridiculous the whole time. Right. Well, the mortician was ridiculous, but he was like, really? he was like the right kind of ridiculous. So at least as far as I thought, because like overacting with the gun, like overpulling the gun, like yeah. was amusing, and like him having a gun, like also makes sense because it's the eighties and they're in like a shitty town anyway yeah but yeah like that stuff I thought was interesting but like Freddie and Frank was fucking annoying uh, Frank getting in the incinerator I liked that a lot yeah uh, that was actually that's actually probably my favorite scene because um, it wasn't I didn't feel like that was overacted but yeah I agree what else in the movie I was just like fucking annoyed with the entire time like I was just like what is happening and like the first 30 30 40 minutes of the movie I actually enjoyed a lot more than anything that happened afterwards all the zombie stuff I liked it way more once it got past the first zombie once it got past the first zombie it was like okay now we're hitting our stride like the other shit is happening like people are dying and stuff I, I would say it also took, like, this movie could be probably just an hour. Like, this movie could, it could be 30 minutes shorter if they didn't go back and forth so many times over every little subject. Like, how long it takes them to use the incinerator. Or how long how long each conversation takes just to reiterate the same thing. Drove me fucking nuts. Mm. Yeah, the dialogue's a little iffy sometimes. Yeah. Like, are you sure, man? Yeah, man, I'm sure. Are you sure, though? Are you sure, man? Yeah, man, I'm sure. Like, they said it five fucking times. Yeah. But then, like, I'm thinking about... uh, The whole time I was thinking about, like... Because the overacting was bothering me a lot, right? So then I started thinking about it. And I was was thinking about, like... Well, what would happen if that happened to me? If I'm just, like, you know... 
Like, I don't scream and shit when random stuff happens. I've been in a couple of very, very serious situations, and I, I kept my calm, but, like, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't think that, like, everyone is like that. Yeah. So, like, because, I mean, I've seen people, like, scream bloody murder over, like, the tiniest spider, you know? Right, right. Um, so, like, basically, you saw a real fucking zombie. Like, are you flipping the fuck out? Yeah, probably. I am. You know? Um, and, like, I've argued with people over dumb shit when it didn't matter. Could you imagine if it was life and death? <laughs> you know? So, like, that kind of stuff, it annoys me, but then I was thinking about it, and it's also sort of realistic. I feel like you're a lot... going to be a lot quicker to make a decision, though, if it is life and death. That, not like, necessarily. I, I mean, I don't want to end up in one of these situations because I'm going to hate everyone. <laughs> Yeah, no. Not, but like, yes. it takes three seconds to make a decision. No, it does. It really does. And that's what, that's that's one of the things I find most unrealistic about me. You know what? Is you know what? Indecisive. I, was, I was in a really bad accident once, okay? I'm just going to go through this real quick. I was in a really bad accident once. I didn't actually get hurt. Um, my friend got hurt, but that's not the point of the story. Right. The point of the story is... Every motherfucker that asked me 17 questions to see if I was okay and if I was telling the truth about being okay and asking if we were wearing our seatbelts and asking us how my friend got so hurt if we were really actually wearing our seatbelts and everything else. And I was literally the whole time I was like, I have a leg cramp and I have to piss. Let me the fuck off this bed. Because I was strapped down to a gurney in a hallway because they there was it was a busy night and like I didn't have any apparent injuries and they were trying to save my friend's life. Yeah. And, like, I had a priest talk to me, a, like, two cops, a bunch of nurses, and they all asked me the same fucking questions, except for the priest. The priest was the one that actually helped me, which, like, kind of pisses me off because I'm an atheist and stuff, but whatever. He was cool. He was a cool person. Um, <laughs> but, but he, like, came over. Everybody was like, hey, are you okay? Does this hurt? Does that hurt? Uh, you know, what happened? Tell me what, what, what you think happened. Were you wearing your seatbelt? Was your friend wearing your seatbelt? Well, I don't believe you that he was wearing a seatbelt because he has all these head injuries and that doesn't happen unless you're not wearing your seatbelt. I'm like, nah, man, we were wearing our fucking seatbelts. We're not stupid. Right. All this stuff. And, like, every time they would ask me a question, I would answer it and then be like, can I please get off this gurney because I have to pee. They're like, oh, I got some more questions for you, and then I'll find somebody to ask if you can get up. Or they'd be like, well, we can get you a bedpan. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm going to a real bathroom. I'm not pissing in a hallway. <laughs> you know, fair enough. <laughs> and, like, it just over and over again. And, like, that's how I feel like it would be in, a, in, like, an emergency situation with, like, somebody that thinks they're doing something good, and you're just like, no, we've already made a decision. Let's fucking do it instead of asking 20 questions. Yeah. Because they think that you're crazy, or they are crazy, and you're the one that's being calm and, you know, demonstrative, and it's like, it, it doesn't work when there's those, that dichotomy of attitudes towards the situation. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I still didn't like the overacting, but I could see why it's there beyond the humor. It's also possibly realistic. I'm just going to hate everyone if I end up in that situation. 
Yeah, I know. Me too, but... Yeah. This would be a terrifying situation. Because we already talked about it because the zombies don't die. That's the they fucking also worst. talk. And they talk. Yeah, this whole thing. Like that. that, that's fucking... Mm-hmm. Ugh. Well, okay, so, like, I like... I like this version of Undead. Um, not... The, the only thing, reason they're zombies is because these are like really, this is a really old interpretation of zombie, and because they want to eat brains. But like, I like them talking and having an explanation for them talking, yeah. and like, they're they're just people that are rotting, yeah, and are still ambulatory somehow, um, and they're in like intense physical and mental pain. And the only thing that alleviates it is eating living brains. I really, I really like that scene where yeah. they talk to the, the zombie They talk lady. to the half, half chick. Yeah. Yeah. Who, fun fact, is voiced by Scuzz. <laughs> Scuzz did the voice of that. Okay. So the, the half chick on the table, uh, I thought looked good. Looked great. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Like her like, spine was like a tail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I liked the way that was done. I Some didn't of the like it, the happening, but I liked the way that it looked. Yeah. <laughs> like this is terrible and uncomfortable. It makes me want to vomit stuff, but it looks good, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that that bothers me about the movie is the inconsistency in the uh, the effects, because that looked great. The the zombie from the. Uh, the can in the basement looked really good. The cadaver was randomly mustard yellow. And I don't understand why. Um, I don't remember why, because it was like an older frozen corpse. I don't know, like, because it was frozen. It I don't know. Feel like pale. Yeah, I don't know. Look like Freddy and Frank did later. Right? Yeah. Unless they'd already done something, they'd already like. Or maybe it was like disease. Well, no, it, maybe he was already. He had he already in. Bombed? Had he been embalmed? That was in the yellow tone. That was in the um Well no, but I mean yeah, I don't know. They were I don't understand the body. I don't think they embalm they don't embalm cadavers, do they? Because you have to be able to like or not the same way. They don't use the same stuff, I wouldn't think yeah. because you have to be able to like maybe yeah, because they use like formaldehyde and shit and then bombing. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe it's like a weird skin preservative, maybe to keep the cadaver iodine fresh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a dead guyologist. I bet it's iodine. Dead guyologist. I bet you're right. I bet it's iodine. Yeah. Yeah, we figured it out. Okay. Anyway, so that's why he was mustard yellow, and it actually has a reason. But uh, I don't know. We're probably full of shit. Uh, I know we're full of shit, but maybe we hit the nail on the head accidentally, swinging around with blindfold on. Um, but uh. The, the one that really sticks me and pisses me off because it's in the movie twice is the skeleton coming out. I know you love it. I love it. I know you love it. And I, I like the idea of it, but it looks like shit. It looks like shit. Compared to everything else in the movie, it looks like shit. And you can see, like, wires and stuff. And they use the same shot twice. Like, come they on, do. bro. Come on, bro. There's also, like, there's a pretty low budget they have. Come on, bro! 
I, I agree. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you. I'm just, yeah. I mean, and, you know, like I, like I said, I, I do like this movie. Um, I also like it. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna end up giving it two scores, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, Nathan, how are, how are you doing over there? Sleepy. Oh, okay. Um. <clears throat> I don't know what to chime in about on this. Oh, okay. Pretty much talked about everything. Yeah. No. Closing a goddamn door? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Nathan wanted to party! into a zombie but not necessarily from a bite that we've noticed because we can't say that that's a factor even with trash yeah. because she was she drowned in that water essentially right like she died also she didn't have bite marks all over right yeah that was um, like uh, she didn't get eaten obviously yeah perfect portion of skin which yeah right the whitest zombie of all of them. I think they just wanted to have more scenes with Nathan Linnea quickly. Well, and that's not a bad thing because when she was running around with clothes on, I was like, alright. And then she was running around naked and I was like, this is better, obviously. And then she was running around barely covered up with her ass hanging out and I was like, I don't even watch this all day long. I'm good with this. And then, like, she you know, got ravaged by the dude's and then she turned all white and I was like I want to see more of this because we didn't get to see the facial prosthetics they had on her yeah she looked you know you know what she reminded me of she reminded me of uh, when Dorian gets the mask in the mask okay yeah yep. yeah 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 with the because of the forehead yeah like yeah huge brow with like the sunken cheeks and shit yeah yeah, I'll give you that. And then, like, her mouth looked huge. Yeah, it looked like she was, when she was like, you know, yeah, which was like, I feel like there's more to it, and we didn't get that. But for what this movie was, which is fucking low budget, yeah. um, at least I'm hoping it was. Yeah. Um, it was good. But this is not a zombie apocalypse type situation that, and it's not even really an apocalypse, but it's it's not, yeah, it's not your norm no. that we're used to. Where 
where it can be semi-defeated, maintained. There's no winning. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if that's what you're shooting for, the sequels don't make sense then. Because they shouldn't be, there's not containable. By the end of this movie, it's not containable. Right. So it would just be more survival. But like from what we've watched, the previews of the other ones. Yeah. So the storyline's not cohesive throughout the whole thing. Uh, I don't think so. I, I want to watch the second one. I own it. Me and Dave talked about watching it. I don't know if we're gonna do it. Okay. Do it on the show, but I'll bring it over sometime. Okay. I mean, the cookie dough. Watch it. Well, just going up to Return of the Living Dead Necropolis. I mean. That one's totally... That doesn't make any fucking those sense. All, those are all, like, straight to DVD, like, hot garbage. Well, nonetheless, even it's, it's still keeping with the name. Right. And I, I don't like the fact that Night of the Living Dead and then Return of the Living Dead, like, it sounds straight up a sequel from for Night of the Living Dead. In my opinion, the only sequel that we're getting is, like, from Night of the Living Dead is, like, Day of the Dead Dawn of the Dead. Like those fit those zombies. Right. Yeah. yeah. The Romero zombies. Yeah. But I mean if you think about it, they ran in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because they even had like uh and I'm going off the newer ones, but like, well, I guess in the newer Dawn of the Dead remake, which is still like 20 years old, um, like, yeah, like those zombies were fat, kind of fast zombies, you know, and then they got like people that were like amputees to be in it, like the guy like climbing on the pipes in the parking garage, like, so those were pretty gnarly zombies too. Dude, I'll tell you what, like, fast zombies terrify me anyway. But if you want to be truly scared of an actual zombie apocalypse, we need to go to that fucking VR place I went to last year. And we need to play that fucking zombie thing. Because it is fucking horrifying. Like, it's... You're playing a game, so you're like, okay, yeah. But, like, the whole time you're getting your ass beat by these fucking zombies, and you're like, if this actually happened, I'd be fucked! <laughs> I'd be I'd fucked! Fucked. Because it's like a light gun game, so right? So you're like doing something stupid to reload your gun, like shooting off screen or shooting up or like pressing right. a button or whatever. It's like that's not how that works. It's way harder than that fucking reload a shotgun, dude. <laughs> we would be fucked. I'd be fucking zombie chow. Fuck. Yeah, life has zombies. I my preference in the treating of zombies is, and for movies is more so like. Not, I'm gonna walk in the middle of them, or like, I, it, it's more like, I just better not see them at all, like, yeah, or avoid them as much as possible, right? Which is what, like, that's my my preference because, like, it would be super easy to get bit, like, unless you have like full riot gear on, like, in in a real life situation with zombies, it would be so fucking easy to get turned into a zombie mm -hmm. yeah. that like you don't just run up to 20 zombies and kill them with a hatchet Andrew Lincoln but like you just don't do that like he was under the drug of father's rage yeah I mean there, there's 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 a reason he's my favorite character and I stopped watching The Walking Dead when he left but 
like you have to be smart when dealing with zombies because that's the only advantage you have over them. Is yeah. that you can say, I don't like that the zombies in this talk. I doubt that since they're not fucking zombies. They think this was the first they movie that had heels. Yeah. Like I don't. I'm not about that. I, there's nothing. There's very few things I like about this movie, and absolutely nothing I like about the zombies. Well, okay. So here, how how does this does this make it better? They're not zombies. They're they're ghouls. I mean, they are ghouls. They are minus having. They are basically ghouls. Yeah. Well, they're like scramble ghouls. Yeah. Yeah. They're overlords, like the chemical. I thought. See, what I thought was going to happen, the way I thought they were going to end the movie, was not with the nuclear bomb dropping on the town. Nuclear Uh, artillery. Yeah. So that's another half point off. Yeah. Um, what I thought was gonna happen when the big guy came, like, okay, was it wasn't like a supernatural occurrence. It's a chemical thing. Yeah. But either way, I thought the way they were gonna end it was they were gonna be like, well, we gotta go kill that one zombie, and then all the other zombies will die. And then they didn't do that. Instead, they just dropped a bomb on the town. Artillery. Artillery. But yeah. A really big 308. I really want a movie, a zombie movie, that is a necromancer is behind it all. And they have to go kill the necromancer. I bet it exists. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It what? does, but... Uh, not in the form that I wanted to exist in, because it's sort of what happens in the Hobbit movies, sort of, kind of, with the necromancer and him, like bringing stuff back to life. Yeah, but the Hobbit movies terrible. They are awful. Unfortunately, they are awful. I love the Hobbit music and video. Stuff. Yeah, the music video. I love it. Kind of like the Transformers music video. I love that one. No, like the 80s movie that's just Oh, yeah. The Hobbit one was the 70s, right? I like the book, but there's like the Hobbit. No, they had that cartoon movie. That's like 70s, yeah. It was was a music video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cartoon movie. Oh, so, uh, Dan O'Brien also wrote. Yeah, he wrote a bunch of stuff. Um, I wonder how like that. Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. Oh. Okay, so this guy is fucking important. Um, so he wrote the original story and screenplay for Dark Star, which is a 1974 uh, G-rated sci-fi movie. Uh, Boo! G-rated! <laughs> uh, and then he wrote the screenplay and story for Alien. Uh, Whoa! 79. Yeah. Um, he did 1981's Heavy Metal uh, original story, which is also an hour and a half long music video. Uh, I fucking love that movie cartoon thing. Uh, hold on. There's a there was another movie cartoon thing that I wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, I think this is it. Yeah. So 
this one's also basically a music video. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it's on anything anymore. But it's uh, based on some, like, Frank Frechetta art, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called Fire and Ice. Yes. 1983. Fire and Ice is fucking weak. Yeah, sure. I don't think I've seen that. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. That sounds like up my alley, so. Yeah. I used to get drunk and, like, just watch it. Just, like, put it on and be like, uh. This is great. Uh, yeah, I remember doing that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh Dan O'Bannon also wrote the screenplay for Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. What the fuck? Yep. Uh, he. Uh, wrote the screenplay for Screamers, which is a rated R movie that came out in 1995. Um, you know what we didn't do? What did we said we were going to do? What? Ben do Alien. No, we never did do Alien. I'm sorry, Bill from Indy. We never did Alien. We'll do it. We'll do it eventually. We should do Alien. I watched it last weekend. Well, shit. But I'll watch it again. I love that movie. Uh, so Dan O'Bannon was inspired at an early age by EC Comics, like Tales of From the Crypt and old horror films that he saw in St. Louis. He even wrote a few stories for Heavy Metal Magazine, oh, nice. uh, which also ended up showing up in the film. Uh, O'Bannon got his start when he and John Carpenter collaborated on the cult sci-fi film, Dark Star. Yes, I've seen that. It's wild. After a failed attempt to make Dune with bizarre surrealist Alejandro... Jodorowsky. In Europe, O'Bannon returned to the U.S. and began work on Star Beast, later retitled Alien, with Ronald Shusett, uh, with whom he later worked again on Dead and Buried. Uh, he continued working in the sci-fi horror genre, mostly as a script doctor, but his directorial debut was The Return of the Living Dead, 1985. Is known as one of the best zombie movies ever made. Yep. Yep. And as of this writing, two sequels with another in production. Lately, O'Ban has been appearing in a lot of DVD documentaries discussing his work and his influences. It is also worth noting that all of his films have interesting psychological interpretations. He has a tendency to appear, appear in bow ties. Um, so Dan O'Bannon was born on September 30th, 1946, and he died December 17th, 2009, at age 63. I'm assuming his IMDb bio has not been updated since his death, as it said he was still working. It also said that there was another one in production, and there's been two since the first three that came out in 2005. Um, yeah, so this guy, I hadn't really heard his name. No. I didn't realize like who he was. I don't know who the fuck that was until you read everything that he's done. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, <laughs> everything he's done. What? Yeah. So I wanted to go over that real quick. Um, and then, so it says interesting psychological thoughts. And my, so are, are we moving on to final thoughts? We can. I'm running you guys, aren't we? Well, we got to do the corner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do your corner. You guys want to go to the, cr- the corner? Yeah, let's go to the corner. Dave's trivia corner. That's my theme song now. <laughs> Where my purpose of this corner is to make you, huh, neat. So I have a bunch because I fucking love this movie. I don't know if you guys realize that. Uh, 
so here's here's one. Uh, some of the zombie extras were paid bonus to eat real calf brains in the film. Dan O'Ban didn't want the actors to do anything he wasn't willing to do and ate some raw calf brains first in front of them to show that he wouldn't ask them to do anything he wasn't willing to do himself. What a fucking man. It doesn't sound safe. I mean, people eat brains all the time. Bro, raw brains, like, can fuck you up. Maybe his whole goal in life was to create actual zombies. Actual zombies. Yeah. So that way, when the aliens showed up, they could take over the world. That's true. Anyway. Got some more. Meat. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> Uh, in the unprecedented move, a fan of the film started an internet campaign to get the movie released on DVD. Going beyond simple fan petitions, Michael Allred created a webpage consolidating every bit of news related to the film and contacted many of the film's principals, including the writer and director, Dan O'Bannon. He went on to put O'Bannon in touch with MGM, the studio that owned the film, and work began on getting the film released on DVD. O'Bannon and others who worked on the film credited Allred and his campaign for getting the movie released on DVD, also on Blu-ray. Right. So like a fan loved this movie so much that he basically got it on DVD Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddy's jacket in the theatrical version, the words fuck you are displayed. After realizing that the shot could not be used in case in any case, it, yeah, could be used in case it was ever shown on TV, a second jacket was made that says television version. It can be seen in the TV version of the movie. It's one of my favorites. That's fucking neat. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I like it. Um I got a few more. I can keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when shooting trashes, Linda Quigley's gravestone dance, she initially was completely naked and showed pubic hair, as was more of the norm in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. However, producer Graham Henderson visited the shoot that day, and according to him, and according to himself and others, threw a fit, yelling at Dan O'Bannon that you can't show pubic hair on television. Dan sent Linnea away and had her completely shaved, which, <laughs> coincidentally, Linnea herself found to be the most embarrassing part of the whole thing. Yeah. Then they did another shoot to which Graham Henderson cried out, Oh God, it's even worse. You can see everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Graham. <laughs> At this point, they sent Linnea Gloody over to Bill Munns and William Stout, where they made an uh, elegant crotch piece resembling the bottom half the bottom of G-string included on. According to Linnea, it was a bit of a problem since every time she had to go to the bathroom, they had to remove it. Because of this, there are no shots on Linnea with a completely naked crotch area. Because it looks like a department store mannequin. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. That had to be embarrassing for her. I could imagine. Oh, like, I, I mean, hard enough to just like get naked in front of a bunch of random people for me, personally. But then like, for somebody to like criticize my fucking manscaping or something, and be like, yeah, hey, your uh, your hair's a little patchy. Why don't you uh, take care of that? Like, oh God, I'm gonna go never come out of my trailer. Oh wait, this is, I'm getting paid like two thousand dollars for this three week shoot. I'm gonna go sit in my car. I don't have a car. 
shit. Yeah, and then after, and then after you shave, they're like, oh god, it's worse. And then it's like, well, there's my self-esteem gone. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, my junk is horrifying. Yeah, feels so bad. Yeah, I think the both feels. That's true. It's probably how he feels. Huge and confusing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Huge and confusing. <laughs> Sounds like a compliment, but I mean, if you're the guy that's getting told that, that's got to. Dude, like, I, I mean, it. like, does it look like fucking Cthulhu? Like, what's confusing about it? <laughs> First off, I mean, we've been doing this podcast for over two years and we still don't know. First off, well, uh, send us a fucking picture. I would not hear anything past huge. <laughs> what if we're, what if you were told it was confusing first? Your junk is confusing. What if huge? I still only heard huge. <laughs> That'd be like, that's because you're confused because it's so huge. I get it. I mean, that's kind of how I took it. Like, yeah. either that or it's got like a fucking curl in it. Like, not like a hook. Or it's got like a, like a pigtail. Like fucking like, it, it like comes back on itself, you know? Maybe he's got two heads. Ooh. But he's got like a hydra dick? Holy yeah. shit. Or maybe he was gonna have two heads, but they were fully split. I still go with the head of his dick looks like his face. <laughs> Where they like, you know. Oh my god. Is it be like, it's confusing, but yeah, it looks so determined. <laughs> that That's totally a fucking family guy's skit. Like, fucking. Meyer's head on his own penis, just yeah. like giggity. Uh, Will Defoe is returning as the Green Goblin in Spider-Man, so maybe Tom Holland will let us know because he can't keep secrets. He oh, can't no. keep secrets. Why would he have seen his penis though? Don't make it weird. Haha, <laughs> uh, jokes on you. Will Defoe's penis grew up to be Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a baby arm. <laughs> Literally a baby arm. Split off of Willem Dafoe's crouch and got a pretty good acting career. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you cut out all the times we've talked about Willem Dafoe's penis, you could have like an entire movie's worth of future content. Yeah. That's in the new show, The Penis Cast. Yeah, probably. I got somebody make a supercut for us and send it to us at draftyq at gmail.com and we'll put it up somewhere. On Reddit. What other trivia do you have for us, I got one more, and this one's for Shane. Oh, is it about Willem Dafoe's penis? Uh, Willem Dafoe's penis, it showed, no. Uh, the shot of the skeleton rising out of the grave and opening its jaw is a major disappointment to Stout. It's one of the special ones. Yeah. He had assumed it was a work in progress and not the completed effect. I was so busy being disappointed by other things, says O'Bannon, that I didn't have time to be disappointed with that one. It, of course, went on to become one of the key scenes used in marketing. So they're not happy with it either. Yeah, and they used it twice. Like, hey, that shot sucks. We should use it a lot. What? <laughs> Some fucking marketing guy got his fucking tires slit by that... Uh, special effects dude in O'Bannon. Just like, this fucking dude. <laughs> it just goes to show you that uh, pubic hair can be so distracting you forget about other aspects of your job. 
It's true in most jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I was at work and somebody was just like, if Linnea Quigley was just like outside my office dancing around with her pubes out, I'd probably be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she goes and shaves them, and it's worse. Do you do you think the executive producer that came on set and made her shave, like, also took her pubic hairs and wore them as a? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. God. Oh, no. All right. Yep. Thoughts on the movie? We're just ignoring what Russell said. We're leaving the corner now. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for coming to my corner. So my final thoughts are: Do you think the executive? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I think they put it on the skeleton and made it go. Do you want to party? <laughs> it's pubic time. <laughs> We need a radio show. Someone give us a radio show. Oh, God. I'll do it. We just get so many fucking FCZ fines. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Damn right. Wait, that, we, that, we did it on serious. 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 Uh, so my final I don't know if we can air any of that. Like... <laughs> That's your final thought. Stop talking about dicks. Alright? Every dad is laying in bed and staring at the ceiling. Talk about dicks and fucking bushes today. Let's talk about other stuff. I think there is an underlying thing uh, where, like, an underlying thought where it's like, okay, we have all these punks, and punks are supposed to be punkish and badass, and they're not scared of shit, and they're ready to fight the law. And they say, he says at one point, he's like, man, I'm not calling the cops, I'm not calling the cops. Um, and I get that, because it is they, uh, they're just going to harass us. They're just going to beat the shit out of yeah, us. Yeah, they're just going to beat the shit out Which, of us. Which, at the time, in the punk scene, was very true. Yes. Like, cops were just coming in, beating up, like, going to, like, punk shows and just kicking the shit out of us. Yeah, but I don't... So the way I took it was, like, I, it's not in favor of the punks. Like, the movie isn't. Like, the movie is making fun of the punk lifestyle. And, which I'm confused about how punks went and watched... If, if they did, you know, went and watched this movie and they and didn't feel, uh, I mean, offended, I guess. I guess because, like, punks, real punks don't really get offended, but it's, like, it's more so making fun of them than I think it is really saying anything else. Yeah, I, to, I agree to a point, but, like, to me, this movie is very punk rock. It's shot, it's, it's like, it, the attitude is there. Yeah. They are kind of making fun of the punks, but, like, that's kind of what punks do, really. Like, it's... Well, yeah, I mean, punks can make fun of other punks, but... Yeah. When you have a uppity studio executive doing it, I feel like... I see, he seems kind of punk rock to me, because, like, he's... No band anyway. Yeah, no Yeah, he seems pretty punk rock to me, because, like, most of the shit... You, like, you can just tell it's dripping with, like, the attitude, uh, and, like, also he's helping a lot of these actors. Like, most of the uh, zombies were homeless people that he, like, gave a job and, like, paid them for a day's yeah. work and yeah, fed I mean, them. Yeah, that's super cool. Like, that's super cool, and I'm about that. I just, like, the way the... And I don't know, maybe it's just because of the age of the movie or, like how good things come across usually now when it's purposeful like it just doesn't seem 
it seems more right wing than I guess I like see the that movie should have been. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. But those are my final thoughts. Mm. Maybe like I feel like it's both like if you're gonna put like a political lean on it, it's somewhere on the backside where the far left and the far right are really close to meeting. <laughs> right? Yeah, because it's like yeah. the government's fucking bad and like the army is bad and fucking pollution is bad and punks are kind of bad, but only if they're like fake punks who won't shut up about how it's a way of life instead of just being a punk. And like stuff like that. And and it's like that and like your boss is a fucking jerk and and fuck the cops too and stuff like that, which like eventually once you get so far to either side they both agree on most of that shit. Right. Yeah. Right? That that's you bring up the yeah. And that that kind of does spin it a little differently because then, like, now I'm wondering if it, that was the point. Like, because I take these like, fake punks and you put them in a situation where they have to be punk and then they're not. Yeah. And then you, like, prove they're metal. Like, you have yeah. Spider. Yeah, Spider. Spider and Scuzz. Scuzz was legit because he just died. Like, he just got fucked over. Yeah. He, he was legit. Suicide cracks me up because he like everybody's like kind of scared of him, but he's totally a facade. Yeah, he's yeah. right. He's totally fake, and he won't shut up about how real he is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously trash is just like supposed to be one of those like uh, groupy kind of characters, yeah. right? Um, where she's like, oh man, suicide is so cool. I'm just gonna get naked around him and then try to fuck him later. And he and he's yeah. like. Too so totally absorbed in trying to be this character that he isn't even like willing to accept like probably one of the most popular reasons to be like that. Like yeah. to, to be to fake being a certain thing is usually to like get the girls and the recognition. Yeah. And then he just like pushes her off. And it's like, whatever, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you just fake it, fake as fuck and stupid. Cool. Um, <laughs> but like, Spider was legit. Skies was legit. Um, we didn't really see Freddy do anything other than scream and die. The other characters were like hangers on, kind of. Yeah. So, like, I kind of see what you're saying, but I also, like, see, I, I don't think that's really what it was about. And I don't think that's what it meant. I think it was go, like, I think it was like, this guy is a piece of shit and is totally fake and he's gonna die first. Yeah. And then, you know. That's true. And so on and so forth. Like, it kind of took out the characters that were kind of worthless and the ones that were worth the shit didn't die until everybody died in the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I get that. That, that, that does make a little bit more sense. Um, I agree with that. Okay. Um, my opinion, really, on the movie, though, is like... Like I, yeah, like, well, like I said at the beginning, um, 
you know, the kind of movie it is, the budget of the movie, and the inexperience of a lot of the people in it really does kind of take its toll on the movie. Um, but I, as, as a satirical comedy horror B-movie, I think it's excellent. If I, I was, agree. If I was judging it against like AAA titles of the same time period, I would not say it was excellent. So that's kind of where I'm at with this movie. Anybody else got any final thoughts before you get into ratings? I think I said mine. Okay. We're going to rate it. I'm going to rate it. I'm going to give it a six as against other movies. As a as a B movie, I'm gonna give it an eight. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because of everything I just said, Russell. I would rather crawl into a crematorium than watch this movie again. Oh my God, Russell! I love you, but like you're hurting me. <laughs> Why was you hurt me, Russell? Fucking like twist my uh, dick behind me. I just love it. I'm tearing up. I just love it. I just love it so much. I just love it so much. 
I'm sorry, sorry. I was so mean about that. We're different people. We are. But I love you, Russell. I love you too, Dave. Oh, shucks. But he doesn't love this movie. <laughs> Nathan, what do you got for me? This is one of my favorite zombie movies. Um, and it has been since I was a kid when I watched it on TNT. And then and then and then the HBO when I was like, oh boobies. Yeah. Which make everything better. Um it would make Spider Man better. It's true, it would. With Willem Dafoe in it. <laughs> Willem Dafoe with boobies and Spider Man. Like you want boobies on Willem Dafoe? <laughs> Yep, I said what I said. No. Okay. No, I want some. I want Leanna Quigley's boobies to be put on Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And I'm sure Willem Dafoe would enjoy it too. Quitting. Do you think he can? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I said put him on, I meant she would put hers on him, not. not yeah, like sir. Not no no. Nope. Oh. Like the extended cut of the one part of uh, what the fuck? Tonight, I make my goblin dreams come true. Butterfly effects? No, the movie with fucking Willem Dafoe in it, where he cross dresses. Oh, anti- oh, where he cross dresses? Yeah. He almost blows the Goomba. Is that movie? What? He was in the Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah. <laughs> no, That's Dennis Hopper. No, he was in the fucking, uh, the, the fucking, uh, god damn it, everyone kill me that I don't know what this movie is and I can't describe it to them. Who else is in it? A bunch of dudes having bad Irish accents. Shoot Boondock Saints? Saints? Yeah, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints 2? He's in, no, he's, the, he's in the first one. Oh, he's in the first one, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, he fucking does cross-dress yeah, yeah. and almost blows a fucking mafia dude in the bathroom. Like with a gun or with his mouth? With his mouth. Mm. That movie, he's, that movie I mean, he's gay in the movie, but, like, I don't remember him cross-dressing. Oh, yeah. It's, like, subtle. No, it's not. Oh, so. No, it's not. Is he being gay? No, because he's, like... No, he's, he's totally part. gay. But, like, like cross-dressing No, part. cross-dressing was, like, full-on, like... Like a wig and makeup and yes, now I remember. Like I never shitty dress. I never watched the movie and I own it. Sorry, it, I like it. It's not a cult. It shouldn't be a cult classic, and it is, and I don't get it. But I'm sorry. Hey, if you like cheesy '80s movies, you should watch this movie. It's got a good balance. Um, and like there, there's, there's like, there's some bright spots with the acting in it, like Spider, um, that character was fucking phenomenal in this movie, and it's really just like a big turd, but like, he's the piece of corn in the turds. (laughs) He's the one keeping it together in this shit sandwich in the boobs. So, uh, thank you, uh, Quigley and Spider. Wow. Yeah. I, don't know. That, I, uh, I feel very similar about this movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could watch it again. I I think it'd be cool to redo this movie. Yes. But still keep the same 1980s time frame. I think Sam Raimi should redo this movie. I don't want it to suck even more. 
Oh, hey, hold on. What the fuck? I said what I said. I think Zack Snyder should do this movie. Now you're just being antagonistic. Fucking troll! <laughs> now you're just being Well, then Joss Whedon can come in and do it better, right? Oh my god. Damn. <laughs> I've been over here waiting for you guys to shut the fuck up just so I could, like, shiv you. Dude, I was. <laughs> I know. I noticed. That's the first time I've ever fell asleep on a podcast on a movie I enjoyed. <laughs> That's weird. Nathan is the most relatable character to our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wow. Well. Oh, oh, hey, it's the fucking music again. I can yeah. shut this bullshit off. Do you want to to DQP does while you were falling asleep there. Hopefully you weren't driving. Uh, what the fuck are we watching next week, Russell? Jesus Christ. I, we haven't even talked about that. Holy no. Next week. Hulk. No. Oh, we're starting MCU over again? No, like the Eric Bana one. No. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Mr. Nate. Oh, oh, you want to do Hulk Hogan movies? We're going to do a Hulk Hogan movie. We're at least doing fucking... Uh, Suburban Commando. Commando. Yeah. And Mr. Nanny. So I watched Noble Park. Uh, Is Hogan in it? Do it. So have you watched a, a preview for the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt? <laughs> Um, I, yes, I saw the preview. Okay. Are we doing that in July? We could do the time travel. We could do... If we do two time travel movies next, then we could do that when it comes out. Sure. Works for me. So then my... I watched Tenet. You guys want to watch Tenet. Two and a half hours is a Christopher Nolan movie, and the most Christopher Nolan movie I have ever seen. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've heard so many things about it. So I, I see ads for the movie, or I was seeing ads for the movie like every five seconds on my Instagram from the company that makes all the gas masks that they used to make. That's very funny. Yeah. Mirror Safety. They make expensive gas masks if you feel inclined to have one. I'm, in, I, I'm into watching the movie. That's okay. fine. So we're watching Tenet, and then we need another time travel movie. Back to the Future. Okay. Party 2. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dropping down in the middle of them. <laughs> I, I did that. I'll be the first one. Time travel? Do the movie with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Where he keeps reliving the same fucking day over and over again. Okay. Tomorrow, so do you want to do Edge of Tomorrow, Tenet, The Tomorrow War, and then The Day After Tomorrow? Back to the Future trilogy. Because I feel like if we're going to do Back to the Future, we got to do the trilogy. Really? Yeah, the third one. That's fine with me. Uh, he, like, he sneaks those bullshit lines in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, Cause I remember like, yeah, it's okay, we can do that. Yeah, but this one's the best. And everyone's like, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you, brain? Because I remember him saying that the third Turtle movie's the best. He did. Was that Turtles in Time is awesome. The game, the video game is. The game is awesome. Like they're good. So if you if you were like, let's do the Indiana Jones movies, the fourth one's the best. Is that what you're going to say? No, the third one's the best. Absolutely. Last Crusade was the best, but nonetheless. I love Temple of Doom. 
Everyone does. Most people don't like Temple of Doom, actually. That's my favorite one as a kid. I love yes. Temple of Doom. Which one the Raiders of the Lost Ark? That's the first one. Which one has Sean Connery in it? The third one. Yeah, the third one. That's yeah. I have the movie posters above my bed. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah, so that uh, actually, uh, being serious, that is actually my favorite Indiana Jones. I love Indiana Jones. Yeah. If we ever want to watch those on the show, I'm down. I really like the first and the third. The fourth is garbage. There's no fourth movie. Okay, watch that. That's just Shia LaBeouf being actual cannibal. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. So, okay, do you guys like that plan? Sure. Edge of Tomorrow, Tenet. Tomorrow war and then. Okay, are we watching Edge of Tomorrow first? I would like to because I just watched it. Okay. Works for me. Edge of Tomorrow, next week, guys. We're gonna start some time travel. Wonky shit. You can hear me? Yes. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Brains only? Yes. Why? What about the pain? The pain. The pain. It it hurts to be dead. I can feel myself rot. Eating brains. How does that make you feel? It makes the pain go away. <laughs> sound like her at all. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.